favorites, and he lasted nearly six months. The most recent one was Clint Eastwood wearing his Mexican serape in his flat-crowned hat with a thin cigar clenched between his teeth. I suppose a shrink would probably have something to say about how all of these dudes were what I was not. Strong, virile, lean, mean, and ready to face anybody down before or after breakfast. Well, let them say it. When I think about all that happened, it seems to have started that Friday night with the mirror in the bathroom. Just an ordinary day, nothing special. I got home early, took off my sweaty clothes, for it's hot in Memphis in July, and threw them in the hamper. I turned the water on as hot as I could stand it, and soon the room was filled with steam. It was almost as good as being in a sauna. Or so I thought, although I'd never been in one. That's another of those things I would never expose myself to getting into a small room naked with normal men. By the time I was about ready to vaporize, I turned the water off, flung the curtain back, and stepped out of the shower. Then I stopped dead still. Clint Eastwood wasn't there. I was there. The steam had peeled the scotch tape from the mirror, and the poster leg coiled in an obscene sprawl on the floor. I stared at myself, unable to move. No way could I avoid seeing the double and triple chins, the flab that hung on me, and the stomach that looked as if it had been inflated by a huge bicycle pump. Everything about me was disgusting, and suddenly I was trembling uncontrollably. I grabbed a towel and wheeled away from the mirror, trying to forget, but I have a very good memory, too good, in fact. Even as I toweled myself down, a scene flashed on the back of my eyes in full color and with stereophonic sound. I could even smell the odors of the weight room where I had gone to try once again to lose weight. I was on the stair climber, which I had set at the very lowest level. The little red dots were all across the bottom of the screen, and I was huffing and puffing, trying not to fall off. Then a girl, eighteen or nineteen, wearing a tight white spandex top and black shorts that clung to her like an extra skin, stepped onto the machine next to mine. She set it on max, with all the red dots at the top, and as soon as it was going full speed, she moved with an easy rhythm. I remembered that when she finally stopped the machine, she turned and looked at me, fat and huge and gross and sweating like crazy. She smiled, showing a lot of teeth, and said cheerfully, Keep at it. You'll make it. But I saw the pity and disgust in her eyes, and when she walked over to her friend on another stair climber, I heard her whisper, Hippo will never make it. He's too far gone. I shoved that memory back into a dark closet, knowing full well it wouldn't stay there. Well, we all have things to get over. I dried and put on my underwear, and then I went back to the bathroom. The rodeo guys say when you get thrown by a horse, you got to get right back on. I picked Clint up, fastened him back using twice as much tape as I'd used before, then walked over to the lavatory and studied my face in the small mirror that hung there for shaving. What did I look like under all that excess flesh? The shadow knows, I guess, but nobody else. I had grown so used to seeing my fat face that it was just a blob to me. I took in the light brown hair and the blue eyes and the beard that was a mistake. Rather fair skin. Just a skull covered with doughy fat. And on that night I had a date, which didn't happen often. Just the thought of going out with a woman scared me silly.
My hands were not steady when I trimmed the beard, but I combed my hair, went into my bedroom, and began to dress. I'd bought new clothes for this date, from the big man's shop, of course. They were the most expensive threads I'd ever bought, a pair of charcoal slacks and a navy blue sport jacket, single-vested, more or less a blazer. I sat down and put on the new Johnson and Murphy shoes, a hundred bucks a shoe. Then I braced myself and walked back into the bathroom and stared at myself in the mirror. For a moment, I didn't move. Then I said out loud, Ollie Benson, you look like a fat, ugly baby with a stupid beard. The sound of the phone ringing turned me around, and I walked out of the bathroom and picked it up. Hello? Hey, Ollie, are you about ready? Jimmy, I don't think I can make it. Can't make it? Hey, what are you talking about, man? You gotta make it. Look, Jimmy, I just don't date. You know that.